You are listening to Life Clips, episode 41. Hey, everyone. Kim here. So uh, this week is our final week delving into this book. So that means a lot of things. So for our podcast listeners, what that means is um, you can go back to enjoying a podcast without so much visual. (laughs) For our YouTube people, don't worry, we're still going to be visual. We're still going to upload our videos. Uh, But this is going to be the last week of this book. Also, we will no longer be uploading two days a week. We're going to go back to our normal Friday uploading, which is great. I was going to stress trying to get all of these uh, episodes out two days a week. So, um, and you know, like I said, I'm by myself, so I don't have anyone helping me. And sometimes the editing process uh, can take a bit. So this week, we're going to do things a little differently because we're bringing in for a landing, this heretical book by Melissa, Red Pill the World, QAnon and a Thousand Years of Peace. This entirety of the book has taken the book of Revelation. Her book has taken the book of Revelation completely out of context. And that was the point of this little playlist agenda. So from here on out, uh, Life Clips is, um, we're still going to just be us. You know, I, I have... Uh, which let me digress here for just a moment. Uh, God moves. Um, this is his podcast that I have put in his hands. And I had someone reach out to me who I don't even know. And again, I'm not a huge podcast. I'm definitely not Ben Shapiro or Dan Bongino or um, a, a huge platform. So, uh, but God moves and this is his podcast. Um, and then I will be shifting over and uploading on both platforms, YouTube and Rumble, but I need to get all our previous videos on Rumble. And uh, I'm going to look into that, you know, just have a backup. Um, I'll continue to do YouTube, but I'll also do Rumble. So I refuse to let uh, anyone be censored. It doesn't matter, right? Left, right, conservative, liberal, it doesn't matter. No one should silence your voice. And that's what Facebook has done. So Parler and MeWe, they're not these Christian sites, but I think that we as people who don't like to be censored should leave these sites, you know, and I know Parler's new and it's kind of like Twitter. And then MeWe is the Facebook alternative. But when do we allow these companies to really feel, so to speak, the wrath of what is, I don't know, what, like, who we are. Like we say one thing and then we, we, we don't practice what we preach is what I'm trying to say. So anyway, that's that. So with that being said, someone had reached out to our life clips, Facebook page, and uh, I can't wait to have this guest on. So it's kind of going to be into what life clips, not want to say used to be, cause we're still there, but um, this is an amazing life clip from someone who's coming on and he's going to share his life clip. And I can't wait to have him on. There's uh, some house cleaning issues for life clips and what is going on. So do not be alarmed if you go to Facebook or Twitter and we are no longer there. Um, Can't, I can't do it. And someone said, a friend of mine said, you know, Facebook created itself to be as as addicting as smoking cigarettes. Well, one thing everyone should know about me is I have been smoke free for 10 years. So I'm sure I can give up Facebook as well. So what we're going to do here is, um, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of, and you know what I'm looking here before, it's called the Doomsday Clock. And I don't know if you guys know what that is. 
But the doomsday clock is something that has been set forever. So, you know, like it used to be nine o'clock. You know, this is midnight. Midnight is when the world is going to end. That's the doomsday clock. So um, this particular clock is always changing. Um, So it's nearing midnight, if you understand what that means. And they go through that. They go through the things that happen in the world and, um, you know, COVID, climate change, nuclear risk. And it's funny because even though they're going at it through a worldly perspective, I have this amazing book that tells me the biblical perspective of what is going to happen and what will be. So anyway, their clock um, was like, I think, five minutes before midnight. It was it was nearing. And I wanted to see what the clock said now. And it is literally 100 seconds, not minutes, 100 seconds to midnight. So they go through stuff, right? They go through nuclear risk, climate change, disruptive technologies, COVID. Um, so, and, you know, of course they talk about uh, the Trump thing and, and the election. They talk about Russia and China, you know, they talk about COVID. So there's a lot of things that are wrapped up into the disruptive technologies. Uh, so I just found that amazing. I wanted to open up with some cheery news. So... Um, I am going to be sharing my screen here because we are bringing this book in for a landing. So let me get where I need to be. And again, I hope this works. I really do. All right. So I had a bit of a uh, technical malfunction. So this part of the video will be edited a little bit. I am going to um, share my screen with three videos here. Um, The first one is by Dr. March Mark. Hitchcock, he is on a television program and he's explaining uh, where is America and Bible prophecy. And he's also asking the question of the 10 toes in the Daniel vision and uh, what does all of that mean? But I want you to listen uh, not only to what he says about America, because everything that he says, I agree, including Babylon and that America is not Babylon, but also, um, what he says about the 10 toes and the 10 kingdoms, because again, the next two videos that I'm going to play, one is from the world economic forum. And the other one is about 3d printing, but the one from the world economic forum, which I have to read because of our podcast listeners, um, literally uh, because they won't, there's, they don't read it. It's just music and it comes up on a list of eight things. So anyway, with that being said, um, the, the, that, from the World Economic Forum talks about something relative to what Daniel says. And I found that very alarming. So again, I don't look through the world through a worldly lens and then go to the Bible. I look at the Bible and then see what's happening in the world, which would excite any believer. So let me go ahead and share my screen properly. And again, Mark Hitchcock explaining here about America in Bible prophecy. And I know I had this on a previous one, but it also worked for this week as well. And I wanted to reiterate that America is not in Bible prophecy. And I know that upsets some, but it is what it is. Because we're not. (laughs) Something has to happen to us. 
American Bible prophecy. In fact, it's probably the most asked question I get as I travel around. People want an answer. They always ask, you know, where's American Bible prophecy? In fact, it's probably the most asked question I get as I travel around. People want an answer to that question. You get a little Uh, nervous when it doesn't appear to be a chess player. Well, that's right. They do. And, you know, know, some people would say, well, America is just not mentioned. Like a lot of places aren't mentioned in the Bible. Not every country is mentioned. But to me, the fact that America is the greatest economic, political, military uh, might that's ever existed in the world, if America were a key player in the end times, you'd think we'd be mentioned in Scripture. Uh, a lot of people find America in, in, uh, in Revelation 17 and 18 and say, you know, America, or maybe even some would say New York City. You know, Wall Street is this great uh, end time system uh, that's called Babylon there. Um, I don't hold that view. It's possible, but I don't hold that view. I think Babylon there in, in Revelation 17 and 18 is Babylon, uh, the city of Babylon over in Iraq. I think it's going to be rebuilt. There's already things happening there today. And, and, you know, it's right in the middle of two-thirds of the world's oil. So I think that's going to be, that, that's Babylon in the end times. Um, people say, uh, you know, there's an unnamed nation in Isaiah 18. People say, well, maybe, you know, that's the United States. All these different places. I don't think America is mentioned in the Bible uh, as a key player in the end times. And I think that's significant because if we're not mentioned, then something's going to have to happen to us if we're not a key player. There are a lot of plausible scenarios out there. You know, some type of nuclear 9-11 could take place. Uh, the moral meltdown we have in our country that's taking place, the crushing debt. All those things could could certainly bring our country down. Or those things could also happen in a crippling combination with this event we know the rapture as the rapture. When all the believers in the world are going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Now, there are Christians all over the world. Obviously, every country will lose people. There are believers all over the world. But according to statistics by men like Barna and others, they say about 8 to 10 percent of the people in America are true believers in Christ. That is, they believe that people are saved by God's grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. Well, if that number is anywhere near accurate, that's some 30 million people that will disappear from America in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. In Daniel chapter 2, you have these nations, these empires that are going to rule pictured in, a, in an image. Remember, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and there was a head of gold, and the arms and chest were silver, the belly and thighs were bronze, the legs were iron, and the feet are iron and clay. And it pictures, according to Daniel, his interpretation. It's Babylon, it's Medo-Persia, it's Greece, and it's Rome. But then there's a final form of this Roman empire that's pictured by the, the, the ten toes. toes of iron and clay, and the, the iron and clay don't mix together real well. And it's pictures, he tells us, there are 10 kings that are going to rise. Well, the Roman Empire has never existed ruled over by 10 kings or 10 leaders. And so we believe that that's a future revival or reuniting of the Roman Empire. The same images are given in Daniel 7 with these wild beasts. And the final beast is this kind of a nondescript, horrible-looking creature, but it has 10 horns. And those 10 horns picture these 10 kings. And then there's another little horn, it says, that comes up among them. Let's take a quick break. Everyone is podcasting these days. If this is something you want to do or you're already doing it, I would recommend using Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. I currently use the Blue Yeti. Buzzsprout is an extremely user-friendly platform and I could not be happier with their services. There are so many things that this site allows you to do, from your show being listed on every major podcast platform to the audio player that you can use seamlessly on your websites. 
to the detailed analytics of what we, come on guys, the podcasters want to see. Don't lie, I know you look at that too. We want to know who was listening, where they're listening, how long they're listening. There are zero hassles because Buzzsprout provides these tools and more to help promote our podcasts. Fellow podcasters, do we not work hard? Well, I am here to tell you that Buzzsprout works even harder to make our podcasts stream streamlessly. Yes, I know that's not a word. If you want to join a company that already has over 100,000 podcasters, click the link and let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. This will get you a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. And in addition, of course, it'll help support our show. Don't delay. Start Buzzsprouting today. All right. So that's why I wanted to just pause here for a second. And that's why I wanted to continue to play the video out in its entirety, because that is really pivotal to what we're going to get into on the, not the next video, but the one after that. So keep this in mind, what he's talking about right here. And he becomes great and he uproots three of the other horns and he begins to dominate and take control. And that's the Antichrist we know. Mm -hmm. So what I think the Bible's telling us there is in the end times, there's going to be a reuniting or revival of the Roman Empire under 10 rulers. And what we see today in something like the EU could be the embryonic stages of that. Now, it's not the fulfillment what we see today. Uh, the Roman Empire encompassed a lot more than Europe, it, western part of Asia, North Africa. But this could be the incipient form of that today that we see. And it says that 10 kings ultimately are going to rule over that. So there's going to be some. So again, I'm pausing for effect. Please listen to what he's saying here, because what you're going to hear two videos from now will put your jaw on the ground. I'm kind of a ruling oligarchy or a body of 10 men who are going. As always, the stage is set. Nothing has to happen. There's no signs before the rapture, but there are signs for Jesus's second coming and the stage is set for the tribulation. We see it happening now. And uh, I, as a believer in Jesus Christ, I get really excited when I see that to rule over uh, this reunited Roman Empire. That's going to be after the rapture. And I think when the rapture takes place again and all the believers are caught out of this world, there's going to be a lot of chaos. People are going to be looking for somebody to bring some order. And I think these 10 kings, I, I like to call them the group of 10, uh, are going to come and emerge on the scene to bring some kind of order in the world. But then eventually that little horn is going to begin to come up and he's going to uh, ultimately ascend to power. He's going to be able somehow to come and to forge this peace between Israel and her neighbors. I mean, it may be some type of enforced peace. He may say, he may even say, hey, you know that event where all these people disappeared? I caused that to happen. Hmm. And he may take credit for that and threaten people in the world somehow. But somehow he's. Doesn't that sound a lot like Melissa's book, right? Again, that is why these people are going to be deceived thinking the Antichrist is their savior.
going to be able to broker uh, that kind of a peace agreement. It's only going to last three and a half years. It'll be a pseudo peace, as you've said. But somehow he's going to bring that to pass. And that's one of the things that's going to launch him in the world's eyes to probably be Times Man of the Year, uh, probably win the Nobel Peace Prize. Now, the world's going to look to him as the great savior because he's been able to solve this problem. But eventually everything will begin to unravel. What's the good news here? We're not just uh, fear mongers in, that's right. in looking at all this. Well, what I always like to say is God didn't give us prophecy to scare us, but to prepare us. Mm -hmm. God didn't give us these things to scare us. And if we have our faith and our mm -hmm. hope in Jesus Christ, we have a refuge. That's the only refuge we have in this world. And you, know, you look at this world, man can't solve the problems of this world. We try, and I think we should continue to do the best that we can. But the only way that the problems of this world can ever be solved is through the coming of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Okay. So the next video I want to play is, uh, it's pretty cool, guys. I have to admit, it's pretty darn cool, I have to say. And remember, Revelation chapter 13, not only do they take the mark of the beast, but they also worship his image. And I know according to Melissa, which we will dive into in a little bit, um, she doesn't believe in any of that being literal, but it is literal. So the false prophet will actually breathe or the, the, the image will actually, there'll be life breathed into that image and he will be able to speak. So again, the mark of the beast is the number of a man. So literally you won't have your own mark. It's not going to be like John Smith mark on your forehead or your hand. You will literally have the actual mark of the beast, his name. That's why John MacArthur is a lie. You cannot come back. You know exactly what you're doing when you take the mark of the beast. But a Calvinist mindset is that whatever they believe in, all that heretical nonsense. And that's why he probably thinks you could take the mark of the beak because the elect can't go to hell. Oh no, we're elect. So anyway, the mark of the beast, the image of the beast is the mark of a man. Remember, the Bible says, let the reader understand. It is the number of a man, Melissa, not a system. It's the number of a man. And his number is 666. Six, six, six. So that is why I'm playing this. Here we go. Oops, it's right here. It's right here. Share screen. Cannot forget to share my sound. All right. It's pretty cool. Here we go, guys. Ultimately, we like to make organ transplant a thing of the past by creating uh, specific uh, engineered tissues. And remember this, what he is saying as well, because it's going to come into play in our next video. I will rewind just a smidge and you can hear him from the beginning. Ultimately, we like to make organ transplant a thing of the past by creating uh, specific uh, engineered tissues or whole organs that would be specifically matched to you as an individual uh, that would match your unique anatomy. And ultimately, if we can incorporate your own stem cells, would have no immune rejection either. 3D printing in general provides really great control in building materials and structures in 3D, but it was tough to do that with collagen because it's so soft. It's almost like jello in its consistency. We 3D print the artery uh, made out of a gel like collagen inside a support gel made out of gelatin. And we do that at room temperature. When we're done, we place the whole thing into the cell culture incubator at 37 degrees C, which is also body temperature. That temperature is enough to melt the gelatin support bath around the artery and turns that into a liquid. Once that's a liquid, we can remove the artery that we printed and do that without damaging at all. 
We're currently releasing all of these designs as open source so that the community can build upon what we've done by building their own printers. All right. And what I want to do here is, again, I want to show you right there. And he, this is talking about the false prophet, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship, worship the image of the beast should be killed. So I just wasted a whole bunch of precious time there. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should not, should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the beast to be killed. So not only can he speak, but he also has the power to get them killed. And I know, Melissa, you don't think that's real either. So the final video I want to play, and I have to read this only because for my podcast listeners, they will have no idea. They'll just hear music. So I have to read it. Um, I promise to not add commentary because there's some things on here that are quite confusing really don't make sense um but they are just adding stuff in sorry some stuff was popping up on my screen okay so we're going to share my screen here we go and again i will have to read this so here we go this uh says eight predictions for the world in 2030 again the world economic forum has a global reset agenda i played that it seems like 50 podcasts ago, but that was in the beginning of this playlist. So please feel free to check that one out. So this is their eight predictions for the world in 2030. And again, we went through so many things and I want you to remember what we heard from a biblical standpoint now entering the world. Okay, so number one, <laughs> funny, funny. Number one is you'll own nothing and you will be happy. Oh, I've got no commentary. Whatever you want, you'll rent, and it'll be delivered by drone. Number two, the U.S. won't be the world's leading superpower. A handful of countries will dominate. Number three, you won't die waiting for an organ donor. Nope. Mm -mm. We won't transplant organs. We'll print new ones instead. You'll eat much less meat, try not to laugh, an occasional treat, not a staple, for the good of the environment and our health. Number five, a billion people will be displaced by climate change. We'll have to do a better job at welcoming and integrating refugees. Number six, polluters will have to pay to emit carbon dioxide. There will be a global price on carbon. This will help make fossil fuels history. Number seven, you could be preparing to go to Mars. Scientists will have worked out how to keep you healthy in space. I will add commentary here. Should they not be working out how to keep us healthy here on Earth? Oh, that's right, because pharmaceuticals is a billion-dollar industry, trillion. And then I like this part here to round out number seven. It says, the start of a journey to find alien life. And number eight, Western values will have been tested to the breaking point. Because remember, we are the West, and our values have also made it to the East in a lot of countries.
Hmm. Are we at that breaking point now, i.e. the church? Checks and balances that underpin our democracies must not be forgotten. So anyway, that is the World Economic Forum. Um, you can find more at their website. Uh, I do recommend that you go to the World Economic Forum. It is quite the website. So anyway, we will go ahead and carry on. All right. So um, kind of went into that for a reason. What I want to do here is um, briefly talk about what she says in chapter 14. She And again, I, I don't want to sit here only because um, she's just gotten everything really messed up when she's talking about the Antichrist um, and when she's also talking about the mark of the beast. She, she does not believe that the Antichrist, the hideous beast and the, you know, the two beasts mentioned in, in uh, Revelation 13 is correct. And we discussed that um, on our Friday the 13th episode. Wasn't that kind of creepy, huh? Um, but anyway, so as we said, the first beast, beast um, she thinks that it's a system. It's not a legit person and she's going to be deceived. And then the mark of the beast, she said, is not the actual physical mark. It's basically good versus evil. And then she goes into all of these descriptions, which I did not show last week. So you can see Google, which I've seen this before. Um, she's just kind of regurgitating what we've already seen that's out there. She claims that the mark of the beast are rituals of Satan. Um, and then she puts these up there. Disney, Messianic. What's that? Huh? What's that? Are you reading? They even hijacked the star of David and the name Jew. Soon the truth will be known, saving Israel for last. Israel is God's people scattered all over the world, all waiting for the Messiah, the Mashiach, the Mahdi, the Krishna. I don't know how to say that word there. The Matriya. Someone help me out with that one. Following the Lord the best they can, despite their religious institutions being hacked. See how she's lumping all of that together? Oh, dear Melissa, we're not all the same now. Okay, all of these people do not serve Jesus. Can't lump them all in together. Then she goes into these symbols that we've all seen of the celebrities. There's even more. CERN, I went down that rabbit hole a while ago. It is quite creepy. If you ever want to do that, you can. So then, as we said, she's into numerology big time. And that's really what you can see here on all of these pages that she is um, talking about. So um, in chapter 17, again, she's talking more of stars. She doesn't understand. And that chapter is entitled Heavenly Sign of God's Wrath. Friends, we who are awake have been shocked and horrified to learn of all the terrifying evil that has been done on earth, especially by the very ones we trusted the most by the very leaders who promised they were looking out for us. And then she goes on about that. After seeing day after day, the Lord is exposing the evil and removing criminals from positions of authority. No, like that is not, again, she's kingdom now theology, clearly. That's not how God's working. If that was the case, he would remove all wicked people. Because without Christ, you're wicked. Without Christ, you're unrighteous and on your way to hell. So then she goes into Revelation 15, and I saw another sign in heaven, because again, she sees sign as a satanic sign, a great and marvelous seven angels having the last seven plagues. 
and in them filled the wrath of God. So that basically is the end of the book of Revelation. That's God's wrath upon a sinful humanity, the seven bowls. And again, please go to my uh, playlist agenda. Um, I, I don't remember the name of it. Um, I only have two playlists. So it's not this one. It's the uh, other one. And it's a mini series regarding the book of Revelation. So um, she says, here is yet another heavenly star sign. From my research, I believe the seven angels are represented in the heavens by Pallades, which is also called the seven sisters, right in the heart of the Taurus, the bull. And then she goes into all of that bull in the book, which we are not going to go into. Okay. And then she says, uh, don't be afraid. Don't freak out. She says, these seven angels with the seven plagues are bringing utter destruction on the new world order, not humanity. Like, that's what she said right there. So you can see it. There you go. And as I wrote, um, no, don't think so. Okay, so then she ends chapter 17 with more nonsense. Chapter 18 is called The Storm. Finally, finally, finally past few years have been really a rough ride. Thank you, Lord, for Q. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so she said the angels who received those vials of plagues in Revelation chapter 15 are finally given the command to pour those plagues out. And we all know that is on a sinful humanity, not the new world order, because Jesus himself said, had those days not been cut short, no man would survive. So basically, you're telling me the new world order is still surviving. And then she goes into... Um, <sighs> Revelation 16 about the mark of the beast. So basically it says in the first one out, this is the first bowl and poured. Uh, so the first angel, okay. So the, the angels have trumpets and then they also have bowls or vials, depending on what version you're reading. So Revelation 16 verse two, it says in the first one out, the first angel and poured out his vial upon the earth and there fell a lonesome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worshiped his image. And that's why I played those videos. Of course, she doesn't think that's going to be her because I guarantee you she's gonna think the antichrist as I've said from the video one is the uh, Messiah and she's gonna be misled into that and she'll take the mark. So she says, see it, verse two clearly states that only those in the league with the new world order have the mark of the beast. I, I don't know. Do you, do you even see that in there? And the first one went out and poured out his vial upon, what is that word? Doesn't say new world order, Melissa. It says the earth. Reading 101, sweetie, comes in, comes in handy. Okay, the mark of pure evil. And then she goes um, into some stupidity and I'm not even gonna read it. Okay, then she goes um, about the sea. The sea symbolizes humanity. But in this context, it, uh, it appears to symbolize commerce, which, of course, she has to change. And then, verse 4, she butchers, and the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of water, and they became blood. So remember, and I don't know if I played it, but Dr. Andy, in his description of the trumpets, God's wrath is progressively getting worse. So in the third or fourth trumpet, I don't remember what it was, right? A third of the sea and the rivers and the lakes became blood. Now everything is blood. Doesn't say a third. It says they became blood, all of it. So she says here, rivers and fountains usually symbolize pleasure. The new world orders pleasure die, pleasures die too. These people are sick and they have sick pleasures. In verse four, the uh, angel's vial prevents them 
for fulfilling those sick pleasures anymore. No. Okay. Then she goes, um, she, she butchers uh, the, the, when the sun, when they're scorched by the sun, um, they're being literally burned by the sun. And she said, what could the sun represent? I have a few ideas. The sun is the sun, Melissa. Scorching misery, fear beating down on them like the summer sun. No relief from the terror. Well, she's got that part right because they're not going to be able to escape. Anyway, and then she goes in verse 10, and the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast. Right? And this is when full darkness comes to the planet. Full darkness. Like everyone who knows me, let me just give you an inside scoop of who Kim is. Um, I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> I have been since my dad died. Um, I've got night lights. Uh, when my best friend comes over, um, <laughs> she it's bright for her because I I I am. I'm afraid of the dark. So I am so glad I am a safe, born again believer because that would really freak me out. I have severe anxiety when I come home and uh, my lights aren't on. I say, Google, I'm home. My sister can attest to that. So she can, I can have light before I walk into my apartment. Um, you know, we all have our problems. <laughs> That's one of mine. I'm afraid of the dark. So anyway, the kingdom was full of darkness and they gnawed their tongues from pain. No other way to read that. And she said, this vial was poured out on the seat of the beast. This has to be the seat of power. No, Melissa, this has to be the seat of the beast. This has to be exactly what scripture says. Um, and she says, Easter and Pentecost 2020, each day, oh, I'm sorry. I truly believe we are seeing the vial poured out in this 50-day period between Easter and Pentecost 2020. No, no. Each day, the new world order power is being destroyed. Um, spiritually, they are in darkness of sin, as are you are, Melissa, and I can only hope and pray that you wake up before it's too late. And then the great river Euphrates, she butchers that as well. That's when the armies from the east come in. And uh, so she said, at first, I thought this vial was the New World Order initiated immigrant invasion that caused displacement of homelands and upheaval worldwide. But after closer examination, I realized that since the vials are answer to our prayers for justice and rescue, each vial is destroying the beast's kingdom on earth. I don't know where anywhere in the book of Re Revelation it says that the vials are answers to our prayers for justice and rescue. The vials, Melissa, are God's wrath, hear me, God's wrath being poured out on a sinful Christ rejecting humanity. And then she goes on and on and on and on and on and on. I'm not going to get into that. What I am going to get into is she says, what do voice thunders, lightnings, and earthquakes represent? I don't know, guys. What do you think? Voice, thunders, lightnings, and earthquakes represent. Around God's throne is what? Thunders and lightnings. Not earthquakes, but thunders and lightnings. God's judgment raining down on the new world order, shaking and utterly destroying them forever. Rumor has it on March 30th, 2020, Elizabeth II, the Queen of England, was proven in court to be illegitimate. 
She has been in Windsor Castle ever since. Joseph Gregory Hallett, who appears to be the true king of England, was certified and will not be known as King John III. Mainstream media is silent. King John III said that his certification as king is exactly what the thunders, lightnings, and earthquakes were referring to. He claimed his first actions were to remove the Knights of Malta, money controllers. Quite an earthquake. I wrote when I was studying that. And that's what happens when you believe your own lie. So then we know about um, the 100-pound hailstones. That's what it says. 100-pound hailstones. There's no other way to interpret that. She says, what do the hailstones represent? The New World Order. Here, you guys can read it with me. The New World Order will be crushed like grapes of wrath under God's judgment. Let me move that over. What a powerful image these verses paint of what will happen to the beast, the false prophet, and the harlot. Make no mistake about it. They will be destroyed completely, and we will have peace on earth. Feel free to break into the hallelujah chorus again. By the way, we haven't gone into detail about who the harlot is. I know you were too polite to ask. So the Lord made an entire chapter on it. And that's what's next. We're not going there. I'm not even going to give you even an idea of what she says, but the harlot is. But there you go. There's some. There's some. Here, let's start from the beginning. Mainstream media, entertainment, education, da 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 There you go. And she carries on on this page as well. That's not the harlot. And as everything else, she is lost and confused. Um, she goes on about the, uh, the empires. So again, like I said before, and goes to perdition. She's heard this before, clearly, because she's Baptist. So, uh, But unfortunately, that's why you need to believe through faith. And that, my friends, um, is really, that it, that's it. Because then she just goes into more stars and nonsense. And um, I have here, this is where she wants us to rejoice because she said they will pay. And again, God will have his final judgment on earth. Again, I cannot repeat it enough against a sinful humanity who have rejected Jesus Christ. So she says here, the Lord will make them pay for what they have done. He is angry about what they have done to us, and they will pay and pay and pay some more. No, that's not what the tribulation is about. The tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. It has nothing to do with America. It has nothing to do with our government. It has to do with Israel because they rejected Jesus as their Messiah. And then Daniel's 70th week, see 69 weeks, right? 70 weeks have been decreed for your people. 69 weeks have already come to pass. There's one week that has not been fulfilled yet. That is the seven years of tribulation. Anyway, then she goes on and on about how they will pay because they have destroyed America. That, my friends, is this book. This will now be put aside. I should probably throw it out so I don't have that demonic junk in my house. So what I want to do here now, um, I've been listening to this pastor um, lately 
and I just want to play this really quick. Hold on one second. I don't know if you can hear that. So um, I want to share this. And this is the pastor Steve something. I said it last week and forgive me for being ignorant, not remembering his name, Steve Mix something. Um, Tri-Cities, he's from uh, Calvary Chapel, Tri-Cities, Pastor Steve, let's just say that. But anyway, I want to play this. And the reason I want to play it is because these two short videos, and then I'm going to end the podcast with the pastor from Rock City Church. And it's pretty long. Uh, I'll probably trim it down a bit. Um, but he talks about the deception of QAnon. And I really want you to lend me your ear on that so we can sit back and examine that for ourselves because he's right. So anyway, um, we will definitely do that video, but let's just do this video here. So let me share my screen and I will play a couple of Pastor Steve's videos and I want you to listen. Please listen, this is vitally important, especially those who are following QAnon, also, um, Melissa. Here we go. Guys. So what he's talking about here is Second Thessalonians when it says that um, the Holy Spirit will be moved, not gone, but you'll hear. Uh, but anyway, 51 seconds long. I know it's extremely long. But anyway, that's what he's talking about is the Holy Spirit. And this is really important. So we will go ahead and start. When the Holy Spirit's taken out, we're going to be left here. And that's, that's one of the deals with the rapture of the church. If you're, if you're going to say that, that Christians have to go through the tribulation, they're going through the tribulation without the power of the Spirit that we have in Acts chapter 2. Okay, so that's vitally important. And Melissa doesn't understand that. So I'm going to rewind that and I want you to hear it again. And that's why I'm playing these two videos from him. Because he really puts the nail in the coffin regarding her assessments of the book of Revelation. That's not how God operates. And she's very confused because um, she's a replacement theology. She doesn't include Israel. She omits them. So let's rewind this and we will play it over. When the Holy Spirit's taken out, we're going to be left here. And that's, that's one of the deals with the rapture of the church. If you're, if you're going to say that, that Christians have to go through the tribulation, they're going through the tribulation without the power of the Spirit that we have in Acts chapter 2. All of a sudden, God's removed the influence of the Holy Spirit at that point. Because when you get to the book of uh, Revelation, the Bible never teaches that we are overcome by Satan. The Bible teaches that we can tread on serpents and that we can tread on scorpions and that all the power of the enemy is, is something that, that we can defeat. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what Jesus said. All of a sudden, you get to the book of Revelation. The Antichrist comes along and he has power over the saints to overcome them. We just read this in Revelation chapter 13. So another indication that you're in a different period of time than we are in the church. All right. So hopefully you guys got that and understand that. That's very important. Satan overcomes the tribulation saints. Uh, of course, there's some, because going into the millennial kingdom, there has to be people who populate the earth. So if everybody is wiped out when Jesus comes, then there's no need for a millennial reign because who's going to populate the earth? So anyway, there are both Jew and Gentile who are saved, but the majority of people will die for their faith or just for God's judgment, of course, in the tribulation. 
So we did that. Let's go ahead and do this one. All right, we'll do this one. Okay, sorry, my hair keeps touching my face. It's making my face itch. All right. So I always, I went on my podcast that goes like on Google and Apple and all of that. I edit the, the dead space, as I call it. You guys have to deal with dead space, dead air on um, YouTube. So here we go. The point is that you will conform. You will conform to this um, when this comes along. Uh, when you get to Revelation chapter 14, we'll talk about it next week. But in verses 9 through 11, it talks about the doom of the people who take the mark. And it says there's no hope for you. In fact, the Bible talks about the fact that God is warning these people at the time that they don't take the mark. If they take the mark, uh, the actually, let's, let's just read it. Um, 9 through 11, it says, Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. The smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. So there's Powerful. a warning given to these people that they're not to take the mark. This mm -hmm. is serious stuff when they begin worshiping the beast. Yeah, and that's very important. It is serious stuff. And that's why I did this playlist. This is serious stuff. And there's a lot of people who are following you, Melissa. And I'm here to warn you, you're lost and you need Jesus, the real Jesus. Because whatever you're following right now is certainly not true at all. Um, so what I'm going to do now is we're going to go ahead and um, listen to the video from Rock City Church's pastor. And uh, I would love to have him on here as well. I've reached out, but to no avail, and there's been no contact. So, but anyway, because I would love to have him on here, and we can discuss this through the biblical lens, because QAnon is very deceptive. So anyway, uh, we will get to that video here. Um, so let me go ahead and set that up because it is pretty long and uh, I will be back. Thanks, guys. So this video here is from Brandon Holthouse and it's called um, Online Gnostic Conspiracy Culting. It's a prophecy update, I believe, that says August 8th, 2020. So please go to his YouTube channel, um, Rock City Church Prophecy Update, uh, Brandon Holthouse. H-O-L-T-H-A-U-S. Anyway, again, I've been reaching out to his camp. No one's responding. And I really would love to have him on this podcast so we can dissect, as I said before, through a biblical lens. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and play this. And um, again, it's it's a little long, but I asked that you just sit with me for this because it's an amazing video that he did here regarding QAnon. And the reason I'm doing this is because we have brought this deceptive book in for a landing. <sighs> no more Melissa. No more Q. I love it. Um, and that's what this playlist is about. But again, I had to start from the beginning. And this is where we're going to end it. And when I found this video, I was like, man, this is from the Lord. Because this man says exactly what I have been trying to say. And he, I probably should have just played this one in the beginning. And uh, just kidding. Um, anyway, here we go. And this is what he has to say. And it is mind-blowing. So enjoy like I did. Here we go. 
So let me go through some of the many aspects that some of these online conspiratorial communities do to people so I can show you some examples of, of the mind manipulation, psychological uh, you know, uh, manipulation that they're doing. And so one of the things, let's, let's use QAnon as an example. Now, if you're not aware of QAnon, um, <clears throat> they're an online conspiratorial community that uses a lot of conservative, a lot of uh, Christian terms a lot of times in that community. But again, like I said, like these, these conspiratorial communities, they go too far and they don't have any facts and evidence with some of the things they say. Well, anyway, if you don't know about QAnon, <clears throat> it's, it's the idea, they have an online community that was started and they believe that there's a worldwide cabal of Satan worshiping pedophiles who rule the world. And essentially, uh, they control everything. Now, see, there's elements of truth in that. There's elements of truth. There is global players, politicians, the UN, everything that, that is moving things towards globalism. And by the way, there are a lot of pedophiles uh, in this group uh, of globalists, no doubt about that. Um, look at Jeffrey Epstein and all the people surrounded with him. They're all into pedophilia and we start realizing there's a lot of that going on and sex trafficking and stuff like that. No doubt about that. Are they worshiping Satan? Yeah, I would say a lot of them are involved in the occult and a lot of them are, are, are worshiping Satan and following him. Um, and so we've seen other evidences of, of some of these politicians getting involved in spiritual cooking like John Podesta and Hillary Clinton. And so we could somewhat agree, yeah, not, not every one of them, but yeah, there is a satanic worshiping going on. So do you see there's an element of truth in that statement that they're saying? That control politicians, they say. That this, this globalism is controlling politicians. Yeah, there is a lot of politicians that are doing the bidding of people like George Soros and other folks as well. Yeah, that's true. And then they say they control the media. We would agree with that, yeah. The media is being controlled by somebody. They only report what they want to report and according to the narrative. So, and then we look at Hollywood. They, they, they are doing the same thing, promoting this ideology of the destruction of America through Marxism. Um, you know, and so, yeah, and we would include uh, academia as well. There's problems. Media, Hollywood, uh, academia, politicians. Those are the four areas that they have hit. That's true. So you do see that there's an element of truth in that. That's how all cults come to you. They don't come with all 100% error. They come with 90% truth and then 10% error. But it, but this is where it goes further. Okay, so, so there's the truth, but then they go further. What this QAnon believes is that um, these people would have continued to rule the world were it not for the election of Donald Trump. Now, that's, I would say Donald Trump threw a monkey wrench into a lot of their plans, no doubt about that. But now, this is where they go off the edge. But now, Donald Trump, in this conspiratorial theory of theirs, knows about this evil cabal and its wrongdoing. And so then, one of the reasons Donald Trump was elected 
was to put an end to them, basically, is the idea. And now we would be ignorant of the behind-the-scenes battle of Donald Trump and the U.S. military to take these evil forces down. That's where it goes off the edge. That's where the ledge is that they jump off. And so you see how they, they take you down the path, truth, 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 get you to buy in, say, man, I totally agree with you, and then, boom, introduce something that they have no facts and evidence for, and it's conspiratorial, that Donald Trump is going to be the savior of America and the savior of the world and take down the global cabal. Well, just biblically, not even knowing anything, just but biblically knowing what the Bible says, the Bible says this place is this world is going in one direction only. It's not going to turn back. It's going towards globalism. It's going towards the tribulation period. And nothing's stopping that. A person like Donald Trump is not going to stop the plan of God. Now, now that's where a good Bible student would come back and say, that's conspiratorial. That doesn't line up with scripture. And that's wrong. And I need to get away from these people. The other thing they do that's very cultic. And what they do is a psychological manipulation to the people on this group, like for, this, for instance, QAnon. They, um, they tell the people listening in their group that if there's dissenting voices, then you're to discredit them. Okay. So if other Christians, other family members, other friends tell them, hey man, I don't know where you're getting this information, but I can't find it on the internet. It's only part of your group. Um, they're, they're told not to listen to them. That's exactly what the Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses do to the people that join their cults. Don't listen to dissenting voices. What Bible believers do is say, do everything in the light. If I'm wrong, check me out. If I'm wrong what I'm saying, check me out. Use the facts and evidences. That's, that's what Bible believers do is we bring everything into the light and say, check it out. They don't. They just tell people, well, if there's a dissenting voice, don't listen to them. And that's a cult. The, the other thing they do is they isolate the person from their friends and family. I talked a little bit about that, but that's hall, a hallmark of that. So dissenting voices, if it's coming from a family member, they say, well, you just need to get away from that person, cut them off, don't have anything to do with them. They just don't have the information you do and don't want it. So they're willfully ignorant of what we're saying. And then if the person wants to leave the group, there's cultic shaming upon the exit. And, and that's typical of, and a hallmark of cults is you try to leave, they will absolutely shame you. And not only shame you, say you're going to hell, say you're, you're, they become hostile towards you, they threaten you, they do all kinds of stuff. They dox you, they, they put your information on the internet and, 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 you know, try people get go to your house and harass you type of stuff. And you've seen the doxing that's going on. And then they try to just cancel you out or whatever, like you didn't exist. Very cultic. But that's what these groups do. The other thing they do is um, as the longer the person's in that group, they become radicalized. And then w once they become radicalized and they misperceive reality, they start doing weird things behaviors and weird things. And again, it comes out of a misperception of reality. The person's not in their right mind anymore. And so the interesting thing is that when you look at people's social media profile, after they commit acts of violence, when one investigates that, all you have to do is look at what these people are, uh, who these people are involved in, what social media groups they're involved in, 
and he'll tell you the whole story. See, it's a common thread that people who have been radicalized by an online conspiracy group in some form or fashion, there's a common thread with everybody that, uh, that eventually goes out and does something crazy. If you look back to people who shoot up schools, if you look at all these people who commit violence, look at the groups they were involved in. And they were radicalized by these certain online groups in some form. And again, we're not saying that, that every conspiratorial group calls for hostility or aggression, that you'll never really see that. Um, but what happens is the misperception of reality makes the person so angry and they sense a form of injustice that's going on, but it's, you know, it's, it's all in their head. They get so angry, they want to do something about it. So you'll never see on these groups go out and commit acts of violence, but, but what they'll do is cause anger in the person so that the person gets so angry, they will act out of that, that anger. So let me give you some examples. In June, a QAnon conspiracy follower had a one-man standoff at the Hoover Dam in Nevada, as an example. Another QAnon supporter was arrested the next month occupying a CMEX cement factory, claiming that he had knowledge that CMEX was secretly assisting in child trafficking. Again, that theory was pushed through Facebook, pushed through Twitter, and caused this guy to do this at a cement factory. And so when you start seeing that stuff, people start acting out, that's when you know the group is detrimental. It's inciting people. So if you keep saying there's, there's sex, tra sex trafficking, which we all agree is happening, but you say it's in this company, it's in that company, it's in that, eventually someone's gonna act. And that's what they start doing. The other thing they do is mix truth with error. Like, QAnon will say there's a deep state. That's true, there is a deep state. They'll, they'll say that the media is a problem because of fake news. That's true. Uh, and like I talk, talked about before, they'll say, you know, some of these guys in, our, in, in politicians and, and globalists are involved in Satanism and they're pedophiles. It's true. They'll say that America is being hijacked. It's true. But then it's when they introduce the error after that. No fact checking, misinformation, and no way for the person that's in the group to find the information on their own. They have to go to this source that's getting secret information from someone on the inside, and they have to just trust the QAnon source for that information. That's scary. That's very deadly. And then, as I mentioned, there's a religious aspect attached to it. And that's why we say it's a cult uh, or cultic or they're culting people. See, like QAnon, for example, it's very apocalyptic. And what I call, when I've studied and, and, under, and seen some of the, the religious elements that QAnon has said, I would call them that they have not only apocalyptic, but I would call it a replacement of true prophecy. Mm -hmm. They have prophecy, but they take our terms in Christianity and then pour in different meanings in them. That's a sign of a cult, using our terms, but pouring different meanings in. And sorry to interrupt. I'm sure you guys were happy just hearing him, but that is why I've done this. So when I heard him say this, it was like confirmation from God. 
and he'll go on a little bit further. We've got eight minutes and then we're done. I think it's a little bit less than eight, but anyway, um, this is very important here because he'll pinpoint the things that I I've said. So this is my confirmation from God that exposing QAnon, Melissa, red pill, the world and everything else that they're doing here, um, was vital. And that's why God is blessing this podcast for sure. No. So they, in the QAnon, they have a thousand year rule and reign. They have a great awakening, which is borrowed from Christianity. Uh, when the, you know, the great awakenings were happening historically, they'll use those things, but they replace it with their own meanings. So let me give an example. They have prophecy in QAnon and they do make a lot of predictions. Now it's, it's based on them having intel from a particular source, but saying this is going to go down, that's going to go down and, and just watch. So it, 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 they act like prophets. Okay. So that's, that's predictive. That's replacement of prophecy. And a lot of times, you know, what they say never comes true. Like for instance, they said Hillary is going to be arrested. Hillary didn't get arrested. She went on a book tour. They predicted that some back, uh, back in December 5th, there's going to be mass arrests and imprisonments and, and they're going to be put in Guantanamo Bay detention camps of the enemies of Donald Trump. Sorry, that didn't happen. What does the Bible say about false prophecies? If you make a false prophecy and you make one bad one, then you're a false prophet. So these online groups make prophecies that, that don't come fulfilled and they're supposed to be tagged by us as false prophets. So again, what else do they do? QAnon talks about a great new way, a great awakening, like the great revivals that happened in England and, and uh, America. But they use the term great awakening, but their, their great awakening has new age ties, not Christian ties. New again, that is why I started this podcast. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for your confirmation. That is why I started this podcast from the beginning, starting with George Soros and then weaving my way into new age. Now, as God is my witness, this video, I literally just found a couple of weeks ago. I knew how I was going to end this podcast. So whenever I started messaging Brandon, maybe it wasn't even a couple of weeks ago, all these days are jarbling together, definitely over a week ago. But that's when I found this video. And to me, that was God saying, Kim, you were on the right track. Thank you for exposing QAnon. Again, the New World Order, as I've said before, the Antichrist is not going to come from the nasty New World Order. Why? Because there's 70 million Americans clearly right now who would not buy into that system at all. And I'm sure there's more conservatives out there that didn't vote. So how many millions here in America would not buy into that system. However, they would buy into an antichrist who is masquerading as an angel of light. New age, it's all connecting. It's all coming to an end. And that's why I did this. Thank you, Lord. New age ties. So people will get sucked in. Oh, they're talking about a great awakening, another great awakening, like, like the Christian great awakenings. But their great awakening is new age. And this is how people get sucked in. Other things they say, 
with that Donald Trump is secretly working with special counsel Robert Mueller to bring the deep state down. And the storm, they'll, they'll use the term storm, is a kind of judgment day uh, in which the evildoers are punished and the faithful are redeemed. And they've made Donald Trump kind of like the Messiah, that he's going to have come in and, and purge the earth, purge America out of evil, and he's going to bring in the Messianic kingdom. That is crazy. That is insane. <laughs> that is a replacement of the second coming of mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Donald Trump is not Jesus. Donald Trump is not ushering in the kingdom. Donald Trump is not going to have a judgment day like the judgment day that is it that comes with Jesus. That is going too far. That is making a man a Messiah figure. And that's a problem. We are not to trust in any man. We are only to trust in God. And that's it. Amen. But see, this is what cults do. They start putting their trust in men. Mm. So what do the cults do? Like, like for instance, the Mormons, they put their trust in Joseph Smith and Brigham Young. Uh, what do the Jehovah Witnesses do? They put their trust in Charles Taze Russell. That's what they do. They shift the focus off of God and onto the cult leader or whoever they make up, right? Other than God. And then they say, you know, America is really a kind of a covenant nation. Uh, and that's replacement theology, by the way, because only Israel is a covenant nation. Amen. Um, they kind of even hold this QAnon holds to kind of what we, we would say a reverse rapture. It means for them in their eschatology that the end of the world is going to come, but the good people stay on the earth and the bad people are removed. Do you remember that from the solar flash? Again, call me crazy. I'm sure everyone did. God sent me to this video, literally solidifying what I've been doing for weeks on end right now. Weeks on end, taking my days off and doing this. Crazy, isn't it? It's the reverse of the rapture. The rapture, the body of Christ is removed. And the world is left behind for the tribulation. In their eschatology, mm. it's the exact opposite. The good people are left on earth and the bad people are taken away. Well, that's totally wrong. But that's, we would call that a kind of a reverse rapture. Mm. That is not found in scripture. That, that's, that's way off the mark. And that is a different eschatology. That's more likened to dominionism and things of that nature. So definitely, definitely that's wrong. That's what she is. They also have a perversion of the messianic age in QAnon. They say basically Trump will uh, reclaim the world from the new world order and it'll cause a great awakening in America. And literally, they say literally usher in a thousand year millennium of Christ. So basically the kingdom will start not when Christ comes back, when Donald Trump vanquishes the enemy, starts the great awakening in America, and, and he ushers in the thousand-year reign of Christ, and then Jesus comes back when it's all set. Because remember, QAnon believes that we're in Armageddon, like this is happening right now, the tribulation, we're in the tribulation right now. There you go, confirmation. That, that is nuts. But according to Melissa, yes, Brandon, it is nuts. So according to Melissa, you're nuts, Brandon, because the New World Order has infiltrated you. Great. I really would love you on the show again. That is crazy. That <laughs> is 
a total replacement of truly what the Bible teaches about mm -hmm. the Messianic age and about Jesus. By the way, doesn't shock me and shouldn't shock you. A lot of QAnon's tweets are anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitism is seen in it. The other thing, they, they kind of promote what we would call in Christianity, uh, which is a false theology, is dominion theology. That human beings bring in the kingdom of Christ by force instead of Christ bringing it in. That's dominion theology, yeah. new apostolic reformation. How many times did she say that in this book, right? How many times, Melissa, are you spewing both your anti-Semitism and your kingdom now theology? Uh, and, and that, again, is wrong from an eschatological standpoint. And one more thing about QAnon and a lot of these other conspiratorial groups online. And you, this is a telltale sign. A lot of their content, of their theories, are aimed at getting donations from evangelicals or conservative Christians. So that should tell you right there what they're about. All right. So that, my dear friends, is going to bring in this QAnon nonsense. Um, I trust, as always, that you enjoyed this podcast that you got something out of this podcast that you definitely got something out of this series and as always i ask that you subscribe to this channel remember it is right down here so don't forget to hit our watermark um, and go ahead and give us a thumbs up and then also share 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 this video so um that is it and also i want to i want to correct myself here since i'm at the end of the video Unfortunately, I personally won't be on Facebook. I have to just pull away from that, but I cannot remove, delete my page because then life clips will be gone. And I thought I did not want that on there, but I do have a reach. So unfortunately, life clips will still be on podcast, meaning I will still be on, I mean, life clips will still be on Facebook. So that means I will be, but I'm really not going to be on Facebook. So I just think that's best for this podcast to kind of keep that page there because a lot of people do reach out and I, I don't want to lose that communication with them. Anyway, guys, that's it. We are done with QAnon, uh, wherever God takes this podcast. As I said, I do have hopefully Dr. Andy Woods coming back on. Again, I would love Brandon to come on here. I would also love um, Mark Hitchcock to come on here. But we are going to have an amazing guest coming up. Uh, we are moving, I said in the beginning too, so we're only on Fridays now. So I will be having an amazing guest. His name is Matthew Simmons um, on the podcast next week. Um, and then hopefully we'll get Brother Michael on somewhere in there as well. Uh, so God is definitely moving. And again, as always, if you want to be on Life Clips email me at lifeclipspodcast at gmail.com. That is lifeclipspodcast at gmail.com. You guys have an amazing week. And I keep looking because I'm, I'm recording the day when ETA, ETA, um, is arriving here in my neck of the woods. So um, we should be fine. I don't foresee any bad things happening. Uh, we have a band coming through. Um, as a matter of fact, um, from now until about 
uh, 2 a.m. I love storms in the middle of the night because then I don't sleep. <laughs> so anyway, guys, that's it for me. Y'all have an amazing day and to be blessed. Look up for Jesus is coming for us. And don't forget now when I've recorded this, Trump is still not elected. Do not forget to pray um, if this is aired uh you know, next Friday, I guess we'll know what's up. And uh, I'm not going to edit that out. That will stay on this podcast. So we definitely don't want a pedophile and a Hindu worshiper in the White House. We can't get any more evil than that. All right, guys. See ya. I'm out. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again on this week's episode. I trust that you enjoyed it. So just so you know, um, I am tr- transitioning off of Facebook. I've already deleted our Twitter page. So right now you can just find us here on YouTube. For the time being, we are still on Facebook, of course, at Life Clips Podcast. Um, Facebook, it's all one word. Here on YouTube, it is Life Clips Space with the space podcast. Um, we are also still on all of our uh, podcast platforms. So for those who are our listeners each week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot thank you enough for those who still tune in. Uh, we are still on Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, Amazon music, and many, many more. Um, that is not going to end. I also want to say that from here until whenever I change it again, we are, uh, just now uploading on Fridays. So we'll go back to our normal scheduling broadcast as we've done. We will only upload on Fridays. So again, for right now, please follow me on parlor P A R L E R not O R it's E R parlor or me. We, you can find me at life clips podcast and it's me. I mean, it's my page, but it's under that name. I'm not going to change it or add a group. Uh, I am Life Clips, so I'm not going to change who I am on social media. We will also be transitioning over to Rumble, so please make sure you subscribe to that channel as well. So as I end every single podcast, it seems like it's getting more and more exciting as the weeks go by because the stage is definitely set. So look up for our redemption is, hallelujah, hallelujah, drawing near.